0: Oh, <laughs> am
1: Yes indeed, there are more questions than answers. Like how old do you have to be to start pulling out in front of cars without looking? I believe in this country you can do that from day one really, can't you? Pretty much. Yeah. I think that's part of the test. Mm. Hi America, hello world. My name is Adrian Lee and I am your host. Welcome to the show, More Questions Than Answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. this show uh-huh.
0: if you have just tuned in
1: especially to hear the show then I admire your taste I held that note really well didn't I if you have yeah. just tuned in accident, then I admire your luck I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight <laughs> and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the midwest plains with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door Oh, someone go and check on her. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and all value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, and they're very rowdy this evening, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate <laughs> bell. An example of this would be, an example of this would be, the panel have no idea what's coming and I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and heathervesant, Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in The Shadows she is now one of the leading audio and dvp experts with the international paranormal society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show again this is why we can't have cameras in the studio we're two minutes in and they've got their clothes off
2: <laughs>
1: I too am also now warm. <laughs> Heather's friends had a surprise party for her last night. Well, she called it a surprise party. We called it an intervention. Welcome to the show, Heather.
3: Oh, I didn't go. <laughs> I drank your it booze.
0: <laughs>
1: it's all about you, isn't it? I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy Michelle Corrie. Michelle was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle is going to drop her car off at the police station before going out tonight so she can drive home in the morning. That's <laughs> actually a really good idea, isn't it? Thank you. Lots of planning
0: involved mm-hmm.
1: there. Yes. Back with us tonight, laughing raucously. In the background, we have Nathan Bush. Nathan was told the dog park was a great place to pick up women. He does not have a dog, so he walks around with a bag of poop so he doesn't look weird. Welcome to the show, Nathan. Hi, <laughs> Adrian. Someone's therapist knows all about him. <laughs>
0: wow. This is
1: series two, episode 136. 136 is a hard-partying, poor-driving, poop-holding kind of a number. <laughs> Sounds like one of your dates, Michelle. Yeah. Section 136 details the part of the British Mental Health Act that says mentally ill people can be removed from a public space to a place of their own safety. Let would them you try. Would you consider this <laughs> studio to be a public space?
3: Yes, mm-hmm. in your section 136. Mm-hmm. Section. I'm
1: going to be sectioned under 136 of the British Mental Health Act and taken away into a place that's secure for my own well-being and safety, apparently. Yes. So with that being said, Oh, God. Tonight on MQTA, for the first time in the history of broadcasting, we have, I can't believe that, fascinating facts about mental illness. Points to be one. Heather's got a head start on everybody.
2: Yeah. I feel like I'm going to do really well.
1: (laughs) I think you're going to do really well. What is Paris syndrome? I just need you to describe for me, very simply, Paris syndrome. A
3: fear of needles.
1: A fear. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're getting that confused with Harris syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> Aristotle, bottle, bottle and glass, ass, cockney <laughs> rhyming slang. Oh. It's true. I'm not making this up. No, I know. Your Harris is your bottom. Paris syndrome. Yes. And the clue's in the title in many respects, isn't it?
3: Yeah, needles. You're going with needles, are you?
1: <laughs> in your walnut, what's the connection between Paris and needles?
3: Well, the Eiffel Tower looks like a
1: needle. <laughs> <laughs> to
3: be fair.
0: Well, I did ask, didn't I? I did ask.
1: <laughs> You're going with that, are you? <laughs> Very interesting this, isn't A quiz on (laughs) mental illness. It's almost a paradox, I would suggest. (laughs) Michelle, you've had time to think. Mm -hmm. Paris syndrome is...
2: A fear of baguettes.
1: A fear of baguettes. Like you'd have a fear of that. Paris syndrome is very, very common, actually. It's exclusively affecting Japanese people who visit Paris as tourists, okay? It is triggered by the gigantic letdown of the real world Paris as opposed to their own idealistic expectations. They have breakdowns, acute psychosis, and the Japanese embassy in France actually maintains a hotline for sufferers. This is a genuine affliction. Paris syndrome, Japanese tourists going to Paris not living up to their idealized view and them having a breakdown.
3: So does it have anything to do with an Eiffel Tower?
1: Nothing. Not a single thing.
3: <laughs> or a baguette. Or baguettes.
0: Both
1: of which can be disappointing for Japanese <laughs> tourists, apparently.
0: <laughs>
1: I've got Minnesota Syndrome, the gigantic letdown of realizing that Minnesota Nice does not exist. Aww. Controversial. What, what? year? I cannot give the points away. And you're not getting two <laughs> points for that, Heather. Or one point if you're Michelle. (laughs) What year, very simply, there will be points to be won here because it's the closest one wins. What year was the first mental asylum opened in America? I just need the year. That's very simple enough.
2: 1836.
1: You're going with 1836. Any thoughts there, Michelle?
2: 1790.
1: You're not a million miles away. Michelle has won the first points of the evening on our first ever mental illness quiz. It was 1790. 73 well i will give you 10 points if you can have a random guess at what state that was in there you go
3: alabama (laughs) Alabama (laughs) Alabama.
1: wow! we've lost three listeners unbelievable those are the ones that have electricery.
2: i will guess new york
1: you're gonna go with new york if you thought about it a little bit more virginia English, of course, named after the Virgin Queen. But it was in Williamsburg, Virginia, in 1773. And Michelle wins the points for being just 17 years away with her guest. Boanthropy is the psychological disorder where people think they are what? Boanthropy, you think you are. And I'm going to give you a clue. We're talking animals here. A centaur. You're going to go with (gasps) a centaur. People think they're half horse. Half human. So you're running around. Which half do you think you are? Is the bottom half I the know horse? which half you Depends
0: are? Depends on the game. <laughs> 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 Heather's
1: on oh God. <laughs>
0: minus five. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you're saying I'm a horse's ass? Is that what you're
0: saying? Yes. <laughs> nice.
1: What's with the long face?
3: <laughs> hey.
1: You're going to go with Centaur, are you?
3: Why not?
1: Boanthropy. Yep. There is a clue in the title there if you care to dissect that a little bit. What animal do people think they are if they suffer from boanthropy? I gotta go with a cow. You are on fire, Miss Corrie. You are now up to four. They think they're a cow, which is all fun and games mm. until it comes to milking time.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Stay> <laughs> <away>. <laughs> Love almost got a pint. <laughs> I'm sorry, are we still on air? <laughs> One, three, six kilohertz is the lowest band frequency. Amateur radio operators are allowed to transmit. So for the first time oh,
0: God. on
1: MQTA radio, everything you ever wanted to know, fun and fascinating facts quiz about the radio. Here we go. What percentage of the population listens to the radio while surfing the Internet? So all of our listeners out there, we have a 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world. I just want to know which percentage is currently listening to our show while surfing the internet. You're going to go with 70%. Yes. What, what are you going with there, Miss Corrie? 80. Heather's won her first points of the Yay, evening, which brings yeah. her to a resplendent minus three. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a smaller percent than hmm. you would think. 20% of the population listens to the radio while surfing the internet, which is huh. 20,000 listeners for us.
3: They need bigger bandwidth.
1: Well, that may be the case. I can't say. If they're living in Russia, parts of Africa. Peru. The Far East, Peru. They may not have as much bandwidth as us lucky people living in the United States of Amoeba. One of the first radio broadcasts was from the top of where in
3: 1908? The Eiffel Tower. <laughs> we <We're> still
1: sticking <laughs> with that, are is it one of them shows where every single answer is going to be the Eiffel Tower? Uh, yep. Didn't we have a show last week where every single question was answered by the number three?
3: Or cheese? Jeez. Cheese.
1: Cheese. <laughs> Surprisingly, actually, won some points. Uh. You came okay with the Eiffel Tower, are you? Yep. The first ever radio broadcast from the top of this 1908 Eiffel Tower. Yep. Okay. What are you going to go with, Michelle?
2: Golly, I don't think there was too many skyscrapers in 1908. So I am going to say St. Patrick's Cathedral.
1: St. Patrick's Cathedral. <laughs> it was a gentleman called Lee de Forest, and he climbed to the top of the Eiffel Tower.
0: Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> nice one, Morris. Why
1: am I here? <laughs> now, you have to say... But the ugly recidivist head of cheating has been no. raised. No, because she got the right answer, but for the wrong question.
2: It's okay. So she just says Eiffel
1: Tower, thinking, I've looked at his notes. One of them tonight must be Eiffel Tower. Mm.
3: Mm. Or I'm psychic.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah, we're going to go with the cheating. <laughs> <laughs> Leader Forest climbed to the top of the Eiffel Tower in 1908, and it's the first recorded broadcasting of a radio show. It went over the streets of Paris ever. Anywhere in the world. And Miss Morris... Yes. ...is now on <laughs> minus one. Nice. You're clearing your points back there. Oh, 136 is the number of a road located in the southwest of Dublin. It is an outer ring road. I'm sure you may have travelled on that road, Michelle, having mm-hmm. lived in Ireland. Were you yes. close to Dublin?
2: Yes. Uh, no, but I would travel there.
1: You would go there. Mm-hmm. It's a small country. Yeah. You can get around fairly easily. So for the first time... <sighs> On MQTA Radio. I can't believe that. Fascinating facts. Quiz about Ireland and Dublin. And Michelle Ooh. has an advantage, of course, because she lived there once. Mm. In Dublin in 1867, what food stuff fell from the sky like rain? Fish. You're not going to go with the Eiffel Tower, <laughs> no? No. Fish fell from the sky, rained from the sky for the halibut. It came down. Yep. You didn't hear it because you're hard of herring. And you're thinking,
0: <laughs>
1: I'm here all week. Try the fish. You're going to go with fish. Raining from the skies in Dublin yep. in 1867. Michelle.
2: I got to go with bread.
1: You're going to go with bread, like manna yeah. from heaven. The locals didn't initially know what it was. They said they were like one inch wooden oranges that smelt very aromatic. And they'd never seen such things before they turned out to be preserved hazelnuts. So somehow, they didn't come off a tree, they'd been preserved. But it rained hazelnuts, preserved hazelnuts, out of the sky in Dublin in 1867. The locals, having never seen such things, described them as small, aromatic, wooden oranges. And of course, they sent them away, and an expert said, that's a hazelnut. Huh. But they've no idea how that happened. Hmm. Nuts falling from the sky in Dublin in 18. 18- 67
0: mm.
1: here we are in 1800 the population of ireland was twice the size of america that's unbelievable mm-hmm. isn't it? 1800 twice the size of america today the u.s is 60 times the population of ireland overtaken in its growth somewhat the simple question you have to answer to win the points tonight is to tell me what percentage of americans have irish oh. ancestry you've got The Kennedy family, the Donahue's, the O'Reilly's. There's a lot of Irish.
3: 34.
1: You're going to go 34%. And I'm sure these statistics are very accurate because of all the Ancestry.com DNA testing they now have available. You're going to go with 34% of the American population can trace its roots back to Ireland.
3: It's either 34 or 54.
1: That's a very high percentage when you consider there's a lot of people here from Mexico... And there's a lot of people here that are Native Americans and they have no Irish blood at all. You don't know that. I'm fairly confident based on the fact I have the answer in my hand.
3: This is the melting pot.
1: It is the melting pot, but you don't get many Mexican Irishmen, do you, is what I'm saying? No, but it'd
3: be great, wouldn't it? You don't get
1: (laughs) When was the last time you met Paddy Hernandez? Miguel O'Donnell.
2: I think I met him in my stomach in the bar.
1: Consuela O'Reilly. God, 30. that would be a great party, wouldn't it? Imagine a Mexican-Irish mashup of tequila and Guinness.
2: Remember that Pogue song about...
1: Oh, oh I love Fairy that Fairy Tale in New York, mm. I believe. That is a great song. So, 34. You're going to go with 34. Mm-hmm.
2: Michelle. I'm going to... One up, Heather, a little bit. I'm going to say 40.
1: Yeah, you've gone in the wrong direction. It's 12%. Can you believe...
2: I thought it'd be more.
1: ...that Miss Morris is now on a hefty one, having been given the slap in the face that was minus five. (laughs) I don't know what lessons are being learned here. Nothing. If you get rewarded a minute later, what lessons are being learned? We don't learn. I understand that. We've been doing this for the best part of five years. I've taken this on board. It's very, very true. In 1864... A Dublin doctor called John Osborne was buried in an upright coffin as his dying wish. The only thing I wish to know is why he demanded to be buried in Ireland, in Dublin, in an upright coffin. That's the only thing you're required to do right now.
3: So he could dig his way out. He was closer.
1: Easier to dig. You're going upwards at that point, aren't you? Through the top of the coffin. You're closer. You'd have to dig a bigger hole, wouldn't you? If you dug a six foot hole and put the coffin in, you'd It the depends top of on bit. if he was a
3: midget deeper. or not.
1: Yes, to be fair, it doesn't say whether he's a midget or not. But oh, outside God. of being a carnival freak, I think he was fairly Oh,
3: don't call him that. They're cute. They're little people.
1: They are little people with little hands.
3: Yeah.
1: I understand. Little this. carny figures. To the best of my knowledge, John Osborne, the doctor from Dublin, was not a midget, I'm sorry to say.
0: <laughs> I'm happy to stand corrected in these orthopaedic <laughs> shoes.
1: But ultimately <laughs> I don't think he was a small person. Uh, Michelle, have you any idea?
2: I think it's something to do with Guinness.
1: You're going to go with something to do with Guinness. He thought that he would be at a disadvantage when the day of the resurrection came because he had severe arthritis and couldn't get up easily from a lying position. Oh. So he thought if he was buried in an upright coffin, he would be able to become a zombie easier. (laughs) And, and, get and
2: get out easier so not Guinness so nothing to do with Guinness <laughs> at all
3: <laughs> what, Heather, Heather you're looking I
1: at me as if you need I points.
3: said it was so he could get out easier
1: <laughs> <laughs> you sure you don't want the Eiffel Tower for your answer <laughs> <laughs> the, the Trifle Tower. I love Trifle. Oh, yeah. One of my favourite dishes. I will give you
0: points. Yeah, and you I should. don't understand
1: <laughs> what you're learning.
2: You're on three.
1: Heather's
2: What's kicking my butt on the
0: Irish quizzes. <laughs> and you live there.
1: To be fair, she has done a lot of drinking. Mm, I did well. read. It is considered that the Irish drink a lot. Mm-hmm.
0: But they're not the biggest drinkers no. in the world. Mm-mm.
1: The biggest drinkers in the world would have Austria first. Russia. And then the Germans. And I think Russia are in there. There's no points to be had, but Ireland are actually fourth. Considering there's 200 and so many countries, fourth's not bad, is no, it? No, no. I mean, you're not a million miles away there from uh, having psoriasis, are you, at that point? So at the end of our opening quiz, I'm yet to score, but there's still plenty of time to go. Michelle has a very resplendent four. Her knowledge of mental illness was second to <laughs> <You're>, none. <yeah. laughs> Heather seems to have... Realise that she has Irish ancestry.
3: (laughs) Or I'm brilliant.
1: (laughs) Has Irish ancestry. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go with Irish ancestry, Sean. We We are now at that part of the show that we love the best. (gasps) It is our mailbag. These are your letters, your messages of support, your Facebook tweets. Can you Facebook tweet? That's two things put together. They're in a compound social media noun firstly sharon posted she said hey it's not fair i posted a response on november the 4th regarding the bowl of petunias well mate hitchhiker's guide reference on the promise i would get a mention on your show oh. this is true on november the 4th i made you missed it didn't I you? i missed it i get so many letters it's easy to slip through the cracks but it's being remedied now sharon who by the way is an amazing illustrator I looked her up. She does amazing illustrations of dinosaurs and trilobites. Very cool. So you can have a look at her website. She does great drawings. So I hope that makes up for missing you, Sharon. But you're absolutely correct. I made a reference to Petunias and Whale Meat. And I said, our audience is so brilliant. I bet someone will write in and get that. And Sharon was, in fact, one of them. She goes on to say, Adrian only mentioned the names of three people. And I was not one of them. Feeling pretty bummed right now.
3: Yeah.
1: I need my towel. Sniff, sniff. And you
3: need minus points. Hang on, what? You missed it. You (sighs) missed
0: it.
1: I'll give myself minus two. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yay!
1: (laughs) Do not say I'm not philanthropic and don't listen to the voice of the masses A
3: reason that's me i know i
2: understand <laughs> that is not me
1: <laughs> reasons to be cheerful none apparently <laughs> but sharon thank you very much you've now given me minus two
0: let me <laughs> shake you
1: warmly by the throat
0: <laughs> leslie
1: and i were posted you guys rock have a Aww. great thanksgiving and i am thankful for you guys and the show. And the laughs, of course, Thanksgiving was yesterday. We sat here with a oh. huge bloat. Michelle's having to wear elasticated Sweat jug, sweatpants <laughs> at the moment. We we indeed had the blowout.
3: Tryptophan coma.
1: Black Friday. Misfit
2: Thanksgiving. No one's
1: been shot yet, have they? So that's good news on that Black is. Friday. Not yet. But the night is still young and we're going to go out after the show. Jerry M... Has written very funny show last night. Made me laugh countless times. So thank you to Jerry Yay. M. I'm thank calling you. him Jerry M because it seems a prerequisite now that you need to be called Jerry and able to listen to this show. So I'm now changing my name to Jerry. We have Jerry Morris, Jerry Corrie, Jerry Bush. That's a flavor of ice cream, I think. Uh,
0: <laughs> pass. Jerry, Jerry can.
1: There we go. But Jerry P says, I listen to the show. This is a joy. He said, great Thanksgiving. Eat lots of brown food. There, Yay. And we ate. Oh, yes. Lots of brown food, mm-hmm. didn't we? Brown. It's a fine line between lots of brown food and then what happens less than 24 hours later. Martin, our good friend in New York.
0: My- Martin!
1: Has an amazing online auction site called Martin's Online Auctions. It's on Facebook. He has some fabulous things on there. I went and had a look this week. He's got blue dialect Christmas decoration. Yes. I know. That looks fantastic. Who doesn't want their Christmas tree decorated in Doctor Who memorabilia? <gasps> we need it. I wouldn't say I was a mad Doctor Who fan. I've got the same amount of fridge magnets as everyone else. <laughs> but if oh, you're into my. that, if you like British culture, he has Eddie on there. A fabulous yep. model of Eddie. Mm-hmm. The zombie from Iron Maiden. Yes. Not from a cemetery in Dublin, but he's on there as well. <laughs> if you get a chance... You can buy some fabulous Christmas gifts and stocking stuffers on there. That's Martin's online auction. It's safe, I'm guessing, to talk about Christmas now. Thanksgiving's out the way. Is that now safe to do that? Can we are we allowed to do that?
3: No, Halloween.
1: Halloween has been and gone. <laughs> Every day for you is Halloween, isn't it? You're living Halloweenus. I
0: am. You are. <laughs>
1: Heather's in her own little bubble. For the rest of us, it's not Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Christmas is coming Christmas is a-coming. See what I did there? Mm -hmm. We are available on SoundCloud. You can listen to our shows at any time. We have four to five years of shows. Going back on SoundCloud, if you go to SoundCloud.com and search for MQTA Radio, everything's there for you. People listen to them back-to-back all day long. It's completely free. You can catch up with everything on there, And if you're listening now on SoundCloud, why not press the little orange love heart just to show us how much you appreciate the show. We're also available on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher. We're on Google now as well, I believe.
3: You can yes. search us on Google Play. Yay. We are now on
1: Google Play. If you can't find us, you've only got yourself to blame. But you can listen to us while you're in the gym, running off the turkey and the stuffing from yesterday. You can listen to us while you're working in the car on long journeys. Going to all of the shops on Black Friday this evening. If there's anything left. If there's, They're mopping up the blood in the aisles of Walmart (laughs) as we speak.
0: Yeah. Wiping the pepper spray off the aisle walls.
1: (laughs) Great. I love the idea that you give thanks on Thanksgiving and then go and buy all the things you weren't thankful for and didn't have the following day. It's just a joy. So you can do that. We do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show in a round that we call Not For Your Mother the stories we read out after the show at the top of the hour that we can't read out live for fear of being removed or getting a hefty fine some people say that's their favorite part of the show that's only available in our archives because let's be frank it's a little bit rude filthy dirty dirty naughty naughty we have a facebook side of jerry if your name's Jerry and you wish to write to us, <laughs> you can go to our Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers with Adrian Lee. We currently have five to 6,000. Six, I think we broke the 6,000 barrier. Did we? Last Boom. time I looked, I think it was something like 6,031. But, of course, it goes up and down on a regular basis, Michelle. And... <laughs> I'm sorry you were drinking wine. I've never seen wine come out of someone's nose like that before. That's remarkable. Or their ears. <laughs> you're going to clear that up. No, I've seen it come out of ears before.
0: <gasps>
1: it was like the exorcism, wasn't it? Wow. Unbelievable. But if you go onto Facebook, you're not finished yet, are you? Nope. All of our stories from tonight, all of the jokes, all of the cartoons, all of the banter. We have a lot of fun on there and you can be part of our family on MQTA by going to our Facebook site. If you wish to listen to the show first, we are at 8 o'clock Central Time on a Friday going out on the Dark Matter Digital Network. We have 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world. So I know we're a day late, but wherever you are in the world, happy Thanksgiving. My latest book, Mysterious Minnesota. Digging up the ghostly past of 13 haunted sites has just been released. It's available on Amazon, an all-good e-book site. You can get that on Kindle, and you can also get that as a physical copy. I do love the physical copies. You can smell the glue, Mm -hmm. smell the printing ink, hold it in your hand, and feel as if you've got something for your money, right?
2: Get it autographed.
1: Perfect. We can do all of those things. That's now available, and it has some fabulous reviews already this show is free it will always be free our archives are free (laughs) everything is free it's all free not everything i was talking on behalf of michelle Uh, you're funny i get up early in practice if you go to patreon.com and search for mqta radio and if you give us a dollar donation we will be Very grateful. It costs us money for our studio time. And all of the platforms I've just read out have to be paid for as well. So if you go to Patreon.com and search for MQTA Radio, we will be very grateful if you donate a single dollar to our show. As mentioned, Black Friday today. So for the first time on Uh, MQTA Radio. That was a bit Captain Kirk, wasn't it? For the first time on MQTA Radio. We are looking at the MQTA quiz. I can't believe that. Fascinating facts and bizarre information on Black Friday. Since 2006, how many people have been killed related to Black Friday? 12. How many deaths? You're going to go 12 people have been killed on Black Friday in Black Friday shopping incidents 12. since 2006. You're going to go with 12. Forty. 40. Miss Morris, as much
2: <laughs> as it pains me, you are now in
1: the lead when unbelievably you started on minus five. Look how many points I know. you would have if you weren't lippy and rude every week. It'd be remarkable, wouldn't it? Oh, it is worth it. In fact,
0: <laughs> she still wins.
2: Should I? <coughs>
1: Should I?
3: No. I'm
2: thinking about it. Should I?
1: I'm kind of sucking on it a little it's bit. It's
2: Thanksgiving. It is
1: Thanksgiving. <laughs> mm. You're sailing close to the wind, Morris. It was, in fact, seven, but you were the closest. Guess how many people have been injured just out of fun? I mean, I know it's not fun, but, you know. <laughs>
2: yeah,
3: it
1: is. How <laughs> many people have been injured in Black Friday shopping incidents? 120. 120. 120.
2: 1,000.
1: 98. Oh. Miss Morris, you're not getting points.
2: <laughs> I still think
1: cheating is the meta narrative no. running through this show. I said earlier about pepper spray. Since 2006, how many pepper spray incidents have there been? I will give points for this. At, on Black Friday. On Black Friday, specifically in Walmart.
3: 36.
1: 36 pepper <laughs> spray incidents. <laughs> Yep. Over a sandwich toaster and the latest <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean DVD. 18. 18. Maurice, you're the closest again. It was
2: nice. 41.
1: Wow. <laughs> you're up to seven points. I Thank find you. this, again, cheating seems remarkably similar to what we've got going on here. The last one in this first and opening round.
3: Yes. What
1: decade did Black Friday become a national term? There you go. A bit of etymology, the history of words. I just want to know what decade. 80s. You're going to go with the 1980s.
2: I'll go with the 90s.
1: You're getting points, Michelle. It was the 1990s. It's not been around. Obviously, the original Black Friday was to do with the stock exchange crashing. But it has been used I subsequently. say
3: bunk. Mm. What are you going to mm. go with?
1: Bunk on what? What are you bunking? Thank you. Remember I Remember believe... you got that right. Go on. No,
3: Michelle got that one right.
1: So, you're bunking Michelle's point. When she
3: said the 90s. Right. Uh, I say it was the 80s because I can remember my parents fighting over trying to get me a cabbage patch doll.
1: <laughs> I don't deny that, but it wasn't called Black Friday then.
3: No, it was called Death or Cabbage It was <laughs> called Death or Cabbage.
1: That sounds like my dad
3: in the bathroom
1: after Thanksgiving no. We we'll have a game of Death or Cabbage.
3: You don't have Thanksgiving in England.
1: <laughs> no, Ooh. but my dad still plays <laughs> Death or Cabbage.
0: Ew.
1: Most people are having leftovers, and we... <laughs> that's not good, is it? I have to go in there with a canary. It's shocking. No. We need a moment of silence, I'm afraid. Yes. We've had our fun. We've had our A moment of serenity and quietness because, as we know, this week, the sad loss of Malcolm Young Aww. of ACDC. Just a, a few moments of reflection there. Highlight to our listeners, Miss Morris, why Malcolm Young of ACDC is such a prominent and important person in the life of MQTA Radio.
3: Because it's the song that I play right before we start the show. And it is Thunderstruck, and that's because I call you Thunderbone.
1: <laughs> There's worse nicknames, to be fair, isn't there? I said to you once when I listened to Thunderstruck by ACDC, if I was a stripper, that that's the song I'd come on to. We discovered, didn't we, that yours was Pour Some Sugar on Me. There yes. we go. What was yours, Miss Morris?
3: I forgot. Beat it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think that's
1: got more to do with the audience, to Hell's be a honest. That's fast one. Never in the history of MQTA has the inappropriate bell been more appropriate. And there's an oxymoron for you. You're going to go with Peter, are you? I see where we are. Pull yourself together. There's a radio show trying to get out. <laughs> Sorry. It is true. We juice up the environment we before do. the show, 10 minutes before the show comes on. Mm-hmm. We're playing loud rock music to get yeah. the juices flowing. We sing, we play air guitar, we dance. We do the most silliest of things. Yes. But Thunderstruck is one of our songs, isn't it?
3: It is, every week. Mm-hmm. What
1: else do we play? We play Hungry Like the Wolf by yeah. Duran Duran, don't we? What other ones are? Oh,
3: safety, yeah. dance.
0: Safety, safety Dance. Safety Dance by Ivan. Yeah. We're
1: all dancing around, aren't we? We had Aha, yeah. Take On Me. We Queen. tend to go for the 80s, don't we, a Big little bit. Big
0: country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we,
1: and unfortunately, no longer do we have... Malcolm Young with us. No. I just wanted a moment of reflection. In fact, what we're going to do is raise a glass to his name because
2: oh God. we oh have Jesus, Mary and Joseph.
1: the soda bottle in front of me. We do this quite regularly now. I have a bottle of soda that was given to me. It's called, I'm not quite sure what flavor this is, but it's called Freaky Dog Soda. So obviously I don't know how many freaky dogs you have to squash before you get a pint of Freaky Dog Soda. This is called Barking Birch Beer.
2: Is there chunks in it?
1: There are lumps at the bottom, you'll no, be glad to no. know. No,
2: I want the first one.
1: You want the want first the one, one, do you? I want the one off the top. Okay, here Please. we go. I'm going to take the lid off this. Oh, there God. we go. I managed to get that all over the <laughs> table. There we go. The lid's off. The barking dog beer. <laughs> as we live and breathe, I'm pouring that into the glasses. Nathan, if you'd be so good as to distribute the laughing, barking, freaky dog.
2: Thank you. Soda. I, no, there I don't we
1: know go. You're not happy with that. Heather's jumped straight yeah, in. What are you going to go with there?
2: It good.
1: We're raising a glass to Malcolm Young of ACDC. dc i drank drink mine. Freaky dog, you've drunk it already? Yeah. What it tastes like?
3: Oh, it tastes like <laughs> <laughs> You didn't taste it at
1: all, did you? Uh,
3: it tastes like those pink um candies. Oh, it oh, tastes You know a- what I you know what I'm talking I don't Oh,
1: like palmer violets. Right. It tastes like liniment. No, yeah, like, liniment. I, I should be rubbing this on my knee. No,
3: the pink candies, the pink. Yes, yeah. keep saying
1: pink candies. We'll get there eventually. The
3: pink hard candies that you'd buy in, like, barks.
1: I have no idea what you're talking about. This is a cultural differences. It tastes like liniment. I should
2: what be rubbing that, it on Heather? my knee. I know what you're saying. I just can't why didn't you think
1: it? about that for ten minutes and jump in when you get this it. is I not
2: should... too bad. I mm. can this is palatable. It's kinda licoricey. It's
1: not yeah. the end of the world, is it? I, I still think that tastes medicinal to I me. I
3: likes the mm-hmm. dog. Heather's mm. on seven.
1: Michelle's on six. Thanks to Sharon, I'm on minus two as we go into the first round that is ghosts and hauntings. Witch Doctor beats evil spirits out of a possessed young woman in superstitious ritual to ward off ghosts in Nepal. This is the bizarre moment, hundreds of young women in Nepal. Tried to ward off evil spirits by standing in a river and letting shamans beat them with sticks, each paying $2,000 for the privilege. Can I say you've got an evil spirit and I'll go and get a stick? No. OK, thousands watched
3: <laughs>
1: the healing. Not of
0: again. Rinku.
1: <laughs> this poor woman struggling with possessions and there's you making jokes and laughing about her. She's standing in a river. She spent two thousand dollars and there's women beating her with a stick. This is how your Friday night's going to pan out. I can see where it is. Thousands watched the <laughs> healing. It's called the healing of Rinku Yadav who admitted being possessed midway through the ceremony. To be fair, if I was being beaten by lots of women with sticks in a river, I'd probably admit to anything at that stage. Local witch doctor Paltan Mukhaya beat Miss Yadav with a wooden pole before helping an assistant pour mustard oil in her ear. Gosh! Yes, mustard oil in your ear is the way to get rid of possession, apparently. Who knew? Midway through the ritual, she admitted that she was in fact a ghost and agreed to leave her body. She was then grabbed by the hair and forcibly submerged in the water in a final bid to expel the spirits inside. I think Michelle has some very strange hobbies that she practices that are very similar to that indeed. The Ghost Maybe. Festival is a centuries-old <laughs> cultural celebration held at the Kamala River in Dianashu District, which is located 136 miles. By the way, this is show 136. 136 miles from the capital of... Of cat man do cat man do or cat man don't you decide? <laughs> Go to our Facebook site. Pass. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee. I will give myself ten points. I'm now on eight.
3: <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> that figures.
1: Heather, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings?
3: A very spooky rocking horse has been left in a garden for a little girl with an extremely creepy note attached. A rusty toy horse was found abandoned in a garden in Camberley, Surrey by neighborhood police. It had a chilling note attached to its frame, and officers are now trying to find out who it belongs to.
1: The ghostly, rusty, rocking horse.
3: Yes.
1: In the middle of the night, you can hear, just beyond the garden gates the sound of the rusty rocking horse.
0: (laughs) Okay, carry on.
1: You need some WD-40 on that.
3: (laughs) The ghostly toy was spotted under a tree by a resident when she opened her curtains in the morning, officers in Surrey Health Borough have said... Police are now keen to rein this one in. It's after, a weird pony. <laughs> after the resident was thoroughly spooked, especially when she noticed the mysterious note pinned to the horse. The note appears to read, "To a special little girl, love from Sophie. Cause we agreed, and I blessed you and me."
1: Yeah, That's there's some mental illness. Of, <laughs> is
2: that? I wondered where I left that horse. <laughs> I can't believe you
1: came home drunk from the shops on Black Friday and you didn't bring back Sophie's rocking horse.
2: I oh. got a tetanus shot. Where oh. did you leave it? Where do you? I think I left it on Guess the in bus. In the garden.
1: <laughs> it's a wear pony.
3: Posting to the Surrey Health Beat Facebook page, the force said, "Are you eagerly anticipating the delivery of an old-style rocking horse and it hasn't turned up yet, or?" Has your old-style white rocking horse been recently stolen? Finding the ordeal a bit spooky, she reported it to us in case it had been reported stolen. Or in the event that somebody was horsing around in the neighborhood.
1: (laughs) It's It's worth removing points just for that alone. I shall give you two resplendent, rusty rocking horse points wooden pony or a load of old pony you decide go to our facebook site more questions than answers with adrian lee the makers of most haunted the reality tv show in which paranormal investigators visit sites of supposed hauntings claim to have caught a ghost on camera for the first time in the show's 15 year history
0: they're Mm. not
1: doing a good job are they how many times do we catch anomalies on video when we do investigations throughout the course of a year
3: well, they're not looking hard enough, i Obviously suggest.
1: not, and they've been doing this for 15 years. The footage broadcast last Friday evening appears to show a male figure walking down a dark corridor with a rusty rocking horse under his arm. I made that last bit up. It was filmed at Wentworth Woodhouse in South Yorkshire. Host Yvette Fielding described the scenes as the most groundbreaking footage we have ever recorded. But rather than giving us the answer we were looking for, it just gave us... "'More questions,' he added. "'There are more questions, questions than answers. answers.' "'Was the presence of the spirit of a long-dead soul, "'was it a doppelganger, stone-tape replay, "'or something else we are never supposed to understand?' "'Cull film the footage,' added, "'We've never seen anything like this before, "'and we really don't have an explanation for what we saw, "'but the replay of the film clearly shows the vision in detail. "'It's weird.' very weird. The broadcast prompted fierce debate on social media. Some heralded the footage as proof of the supernatural, while others expressed anger at what they regarded as TV fakery. Wentworth Woodhouse is the largest private house in the country and most of them build as the greatest historic house that nobody has ever heard of. Initially built in 1725, the property fell into disrepair through the latter part of the 20th century. In the 2016 autumn statement of the government, it confirmed they would step in to save Wentworth Woodhouse with a £7.6 million grant so the ghosts and the spirits can now live there. That's ironic, isn't it? Can a ghost live somewhere when they don't live? They're dead. More oxymorons. Living in fear or nothing to see here, go and watch the footage for yourself on our Facebook site. More questions than answers. With Adrian Lee, Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and the Hauntings?
2: Families digging up corpses of relatives killed by the Black Death to dance with them in an ancient oh. ritual are spreading the plague, officials say. Oh. <laughs>
0: oh. Oh.
2: The practice okay. of fama dihana in Madagascar sees locals digging up deceased Relatives for a ceremony before burying them again.
3: Nice.
1: Mm. What could possibly go wrong?
2: Nothing. But it is feared the ritual is helping to spread an outbreak of pneumonic plague that has claimed the lives of more than 120 people on the island.
1: This has happened before. There's plague (sighs) pits all over London. Do you know when you see London, it's got little green squares everywhere, like a smaller version of Central Park. You heard the song A Nightingale Sang in Barclays Square. Barclays Square exists because it's a plague pit and they don't want people to build over the top of it or disturb the bodies. So all the little green squares, like Gloucester Square, St George's Square, Barclays Square, all the little green squares dotted around London that people think, well, this is fabulous. I'm going to go and eat my lunch in the square are plague pits. You shouldn't be digging them up. The mnemonic plague you can get going again just by digging up the bodies. And this is, this is what's happening. It, it
2: lasts for ages, doesn't it?
1: It does. It goes back thousands and thousands of years. These are very dangerous times.
2: People in the African country have been warned to stop amid fears bacteria is being transmitted. The tradition has been banned since the outbreak, but there are worries people are dismissing the advice and continuing to have the ceremonies madagascar's health chief willy randira Mariota said if a person dies of pneumatic plague and then is interred in a tomb that is subsequently opened for fama dihana the bacteria can still be transmitted and contaminate whoever handles the body
1: that's great would you yeah. want to dance with, a body? with the devil
2: in would- the pale moonlight <laughs>
1: I want to dance with somebody. <laughs> oh yeah, the God. body happens to be your great aunt.
2: That was from Batman.
1: I understand that. I get Bat that reference. Dance. There. Wait
2: till they get a load of me. Mm. <laughs> I see where we are. Pneumonic plague is highly contagious and always fatal when left untreated. It is the most virulent form of the plague and can be spread via droplets from an infected person, including a cough or a sneeze. Bubonic plague is mainly spread through infected fleas, like rats on the, yeah, fleas on the rats.
1: Fleas on the rats.
2: Yeah, they'll put the
3: bubonic plague on you.
1: The bubonic plague killed one in three people of the entire population of Europe in the 14th century. And of course, then you don't have anyone to harvest. You don't have anyone to plant crops. So suddenly you get starvation, more disease. The city down the road has got some food, so we're going to invade them. So you've got war, pestilence, plague, death, starvation.
2: I think what sturdy stock that we must have come from to survive.
1: You are 100% right. They found the DNA strain that says that you would be immune to the bubonic plague. Wow. And they tested a cross-section of mm-hmm. the British population, and they offered up their DNA, and they wanted to see how many people were immune to the yes. plague. And it was everybody. The sole reason we are sat in this room yes. at the moment and we did not die of the plague is because our ancestors had immunisation to the plague. The, those people that didn't have that died. And then they were strong
2: enough to raid and... <laughs> scratch out a living
1: absolutely 100 crazy yeah correct amazing things i shall give you two wondrous points at the end of the round that is ghosts and hauntings i'm on eight michelle's on eight heather's nudged into the lead on nine what a high scoring show who can believe it thanksgiving we're giving thanks by getting lots of points as we run into the round that is ufos and cryptozoology it's green men it's hairy beasties The Loch Ness Monster (gasps) found, apparently.
0: Yay! Yay! Nessie! I love her. (laughs) Not
1: get too excited. Sea Beast pokes out of the water in the ninth sighting this year. This is very interesting because there were a number of years there was no sightings at all. And they thought whatever was there had died ultimately. But this is the ninth sighting this year. Diana Turner claims she found Nessie when she saw a wake movement in the waters by Urquhart Castle in Scotland. The Michigan native sighting means the number of times the water creature has supposedly been spotted this year is the highest it's ever been for this century. She was avidly watching a live feed focused on a part of the lock near the historic castle when she reported the sighting. Gary Campbell, the recorder and keeper of the official Loch Ness Monster Sightings Register, said, the sighting lasted about two minutes, and other than about in the distance, she saw no other traffic on the log. She saw a wake and it does not appear to be that of a boat. The number of sightings this year is the most they have ever had this century, which means Nessie is once again back in the lock, swimming around, having lots of little precious saws. What do you buy a pleasure saw for Christmas? We should ask our listeners on Facebook.
0: I went first. Calipers? <laughs> They've
2: got no legs. Slippers? Slippers. Slippers. I still Slippers. think we should have bought that B&B.
1: We were close to buying a BnB and b on the shore of Loch Ness. Yeah. Difficult, though, when the two of you aren't British citizens and you don't have a social security
2: number. We'd make it happen. Yep. Or
1: illegally is what you're saying.
2: I don't care. We could all get married. Yeah.
1: You're having trouble with that now. <laughs> How's that going to work in Britain? <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, I don't mean to be rude. I'm just
3: wow. wow. Jeez, wow. bring it down, I know. please. Wow. Thanks, man.
1: Unbelievable. Points
3: we, away for you. Geez. No, we're good. Miss <laughs> Morris, what
1: have you got for me in the round of green men and hairy beasties?
3: Boriska Kiprianovich.
1: Here we go. Oh God. Who is coming next? Don't we? Who has
3: baffled doctors for twenty years? Claims he lived on Mars in his past life. Only a few months after Bariska was born, both his parents and his doctors knew that there was something special
1: about him. When you said he lived on Mars, I thought he was in his basement eating confectionery and chocolate. No, no. You actually mean Mars.
3: Mars, Mars. Not Mars, bars, Mars.
1: I understand now.
3: Uh, yeah. Well, he started to speak before he was even a year old and could read, write and draw by the age of two. But I did all that.
1: Okay. <laughs> Good for
3: you. And
2: you lived on Mars? And apparently
3: I'm from Mars. That's hmm. what they told
1: you, was it? They told like Your it. parents told you that, did they?
3: Oh, my parents didn't know squat. Perhaps the most <laughs> intriguing thing of all about him, however, was his remarkable recollections of living a past life on Mars, complete with the knowledge of subjects that he never even had been taught. Oh, I have lots of knowledge.
1: On subjects you've never been taught.
3: Like the Eiffel Tower. Yes, yes. that
1: was a wild stab in the dark. <laughs> you were just looking for some sort of tall erection that was around in 1908, and you thought Eiffel Tower.
3: Yeah, well, it wasn't you. <laughs> oh! oh, no.
1: Oh, you've ruined it. You've ruined it for yourself.
3: Ruined,
0: you've ruined, ruined it for your friends, it. your
1: family, you've ruined it for your country. Worth it. It's ruined. <laughs> You've ruined it. You've ruined it for everyone. You've ruined it it for yourself.
3: Worth every point. Keep
1: going while I make a decision.
3: (laughs) (sighs) All right, Judge Judy.
0: All right. (laughs) It's Judge (laughs) Jerry. To be fair, to be fair,
1: I think Nathan's more qualified in that area than me. In two fronts.
3: (laughs) According to Bariska, before being reborn, as a human on Earth, he lived a life on a war-ravaged Mars that had been decimated by a nuclear catastrophe at some point in the distant past.
1: It would be radioactive then, you would think.
3: You would think Very so. Very interesting
1: as well, considering the god of Mars happens to be the god of war. Ooh. You can see how he's put these all together in his mental illness, can't you?
3: Oh no, it came to him.
1: I see that, yes, mm. the voice he's told him.
3: The inhabitants, he claims... Who are still living there now in a network of underground caves, breathe carbon dioxide rather than oxygen and are immortal, and that they stop aging when they reach thirty-five. Damn it, I missed it. Did yes, by some total distance. real oh! total <laughs> recall. <laughs> hey, hang this on. This went terribly wrong.
1: <laughs> We've all, we're all a long way past thirty-five. I might add. Not me. Mm-hmm. How can you say that? I'm not that far past it. Okay. Wow. We touched a nerve there, didn't we? Wow.
3: I'm going to be touching your nerve in a second. He also <laughs> maintains... look. This is the last nerve I've got.
0: <laughs>
3: Touch it. He also maintains that they are a technologically advanced race with interstellar travel capabilities.
1: Digital watches and reality television. Wow. Mm. yeah.
3: Now 20, Barisca has also claimed that Earth will go through a dramatic change after, oh, listen to this, after the secrets of the Sphinx are unlocked via a mechanism hidden beneath the ancient Egyptian
2: monument's ear. I thought you were going to say Eiffel Tower, I swear to God.
3: No,
1: (laughs) not this time. They need to get some mustard oil
2: underneath underneath the sphinx
3: ear the riddle the riddle of the mechanism
1: absolutely the riddle of the sphincter there we go perfect wow i know it was there you'd be disappointed if i never said it i guess i shall give you two (laughs) points you're up to (laughs) the double integer that is 11 remarkable points michelle what have you got for me tonight in the round of ufos and cryptozoology
2: stunning pictures appear to show an alien spacecraft hovering in the air over the desert, and have been seized upon by the UFO community. They were taken by a man using the pseudonym Keith Bradshaw, who says he went out to the desert near the Naval Air Weapons Station, China Lake, in California, after being told about the craft by a friend. He snapped the pictures in 2007, but says he has been too nervous to show them until now.
1: That and the fact that the mirror is now offering £200 for every photograph, of I yeah. So I think that's brought him out of his shell a little bit more.
2: This thing would wobble along close to the ground, very unstable.
1: you on your bicycle on a Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> that paints a picture, doesn't it? Wow.
2: Burn that bike. <laughs> I got home, threw the bike away, and I burned it bomb yeah, well. hurt um then it would freeze into position and go up to a certain height and sit there for a few minutes perfectly still it made no noise that i could hear keith said that if he watched the craft for about 10 minutes he also claimed he saw the silver ufo while a number of military vehicles were parked nearby so
1: it was in the sky for 10 minutes and he took the ground total of one photograph click <laughs> So there it is. Uh, Wow, look at that up there. I wonder what I'll have (laughs) for dinner tonight. (laughs) There
2: was even a military helicopter flying around at the time. I don't believe anyone could have been riding on the inside, but I got the idea the helicopter was somehow remotely controlling it, he said. It looked like whoever was controlling it was having fun with it, sometimes because they would do little tricks with it. By opening the pictures up to the world now, Keith hopes to open the conversation about whether we've been visited by extraterrestrials or whether it was simply some new kind of military hardware that he witnessed. He provided the pictures to 54-year-old UFO sleuth Philip Mantle, who says he hasn't seen anything like this in over 40 years of research. Mr. Mantle has described them as the most controversial UFO photos on record, And ads experts are unable to agree if the photographs are real.
1: You can decide for yourself. If you visit our Facebook site, more questions than answers. With Adrian Lee, you will see the hovering UFO for yourself. We run quickly, nimbly, with alacrity into the final round of the evening, the round of the strange and the bizarre. Heather, what have you got for me tonight? In the round of the strange and bizarre.
3: Ooh, I don't remember if we've mentioned this story, but I'm going to get you ready for Christmas. Do it.
1: Now she's got an onion in her hand. No. Oh.
3: Cole, did I tell you the story about KFC?
1: Yes. There's been many stories about KFC on this show, more than I care to remember.
3: KFC is offering fried chicken fans in Japan the opportunity to immerse themselves in the essence of fried chicken with a limited edition bath bomb.
1: The bath bomb chicken.
3: Mm. Yep. KFC Japan announced on Twitter that it teamed up with a Japanese retailer, Village Vanguard, to create fried chicken scented bath bombs crafted with the fast food eatery's signature 11 herbs and spices.
1: (laughs) I didn't realize they were (laughs) French. It's a (laughs) February. That's Uh, What else have you got outside of ha-ha-ha and wee-wee-wee-wee? Anything else you'd like to share?
2: KFC. French fry.
1: French fries. Merci
3: beaucoup. French toast.
1: (laughs) She's running out, ladies and gentlemen. We're getting to the end.
3: Biscotti? Oh, that's Italian. (laughs) (laughs) Madeline. Survey says... (laughs) (laughs) Fromage. The chain said that the bath bombs aren't available in stores yet but a hundred of the bath bombs will be given to followers of the kfc japan twitter account to retweet the promotional post so get in there so you can get your kfc scented bath bombs you want to take a bath and come out smelling like chicken yep (laughs) (laughs) oh dare we say finger licking good
1: finger licking good (laughs) or just because you can (laughs) doesn't mean you should
0: (laughs) visit our Facebook site more questions (laughs) and answers (laughs) with Adrian Lee I see
1: Michelle's brought the bargain bucket we enter the round that we now call not for your mother this is the round we can't read out on dark matter digital network for fear of getting a fine or being removed it's the stories from around the world laden with (laughs) rudeness innuendo (laughs) filth
0: Members of my studio taking their clothes off as we speak.
1: <laughs> I didn't realise a bra actually meant a grey, shapeless piece of material with a hook missing. Who knew? <laughs> I'm glad you found us. You're now visiting one of our social media platforms. You're probably on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Tuning Radio.
3: Google Play. Google.
1: <laughs> Google you Play. The Google... To USA, Google Play. Google Play. Google Play. My name is Milky Joe. Oh. You have been warned. If your mother's of a nervous disposition, if you have young minors in the room, they need to be removed. Miss Morris, what have you got for me first in the round of Not For Your Mother?
3: Pastor Nathaniel Longstreet of Stoneboat Baptist Church is using gold toilet paper in his mansion.
1: How many and, leaves?
3: And it isn't afraid to let man's sinful world know about
1: it. Gold.
3: I don't like him.
1: Toilet paper. Yes.
3: I've been in the closet way too long. <laughs> oh, gosh. Pastor Longstreet stated. stated Is that whatever. San Francisco, where are we? No, we're in friggin' Dallas, Texas. There? God saw fit. To bless me with three ply toilet paper with the gold flakes in it.
1: How many carrots is near his bum?
3: You, wow. <laughs> I'm guessing at least one. Yeah. <laughs> you got a problem with it? Talk to God. I'm just the defector.
1: A defector. Like, in, like defective.
3: Rumors were swirling around this man of God and his toilet habits for quite some time. Those who worked closely with the pastor noted he always took a bag in with him to the bathroom. Bag it. Uh, bag it, boy. Bag, bag <laughs> it, boy. <It's> like, remember <laughs> Borat, brother?
1: <laughs> nice.
3: Bag <laughs> of poo. There were times when he sent an underling to his estate to get a package from Mrs. Longstreet and bring it back to the mega church post-haste. The staff member who was sent on one of the errands had this to stay. Mrs. Longstreet mentioned her husband had eaten some Taco Bell the night before. Oh, no. I didn't think much of it at the time. Now it just seems a bit weird. If you're going to use gold toilet paper, shouldn't you be eating something better? Then a loco burrito? Shouldn't
1: you? The two go together very well, don't they?
3: The crazy burrito.
1: And the golden toilet paper.
3: <laughs> That's a children's book, Shirley. Please, please, the, please the, let's the, write it. The Loco Burrito and the Golden Toilet Paper.
1: Uh, I was thinking of a James Bond <laughs> film. It's the man with the golden toilet paper.
3: <laughs> dun dun. <laughs> Pastor Longstreet recently admitted that God blessed him so much it would be a sin not to use golden toilet paper whenever and wherever he needed to defecate. Members of his congregation are divided on the use of a precious metal being used for toilet paper. Especially when there's
1: starving people in the world that the church is meant to be helping.
0: Did you you not
3: understand the whole? Went to the mansion to (laughs) get the toilet paper. And and the word
1: "underling" I found very underling. uh, Yes, very offensive as well.
3: Well, some are just happy the scandal doesn't involve Longstreet's penis. And, um, underage girls. Others can't, oh, wow. boys. That was a jump. I know others can't understand the situation at all. James Buttertub King no. is a staunch supporter of his minister. However, even he had this to say. I imagine King Solomon in his day had something like golden toilet paper in the palace. But what I don't get is why gold? Isn't platinum more valuable than gold?
1: Eight times more, I believe.
3: Maybe Longstreet doesn't deserve platinum toilet tissue. Maybe the minister isn't as godly as we all think he is. Such reasoning resonated with other church members. A committee was formed to explore the issue, or the tissue. The tissue. Oh, I made that out. I can I see it. that, yeah. I liked it. A- <laughs> it didn't go unnoticed. Was great.
1: <laughs> You're on fire, marsh.
3: <laughs> However, God heard Buttertub's concern. Pastor Longstreet reports his bathrooms will now have only the most elegant platinum Toilet paper.
1: Who makes platinum toilet paper? Where does one even go? I don't know. I'm sure get we could Google it. Platinum toilet paper.
3: Thanks to God's grace, that crisis is over. Now we get back to fighting the godless heathens who want to take Jesus's guns away from us.
1: <sighs> Jesus's guns.
3: Apparently, that is what we are dealing with the- in Texas. In Dallas, Texas. Who
1: knew? Now the thing about gold, of course, is it's a very soft metal. It melts at a low temperature. So is toilet it spongy. Toilet paper would be very ideal for the precious metal that is gold. Platinum, on the other hand, yes. has the highest melting temperature of any metal on the planet. And I think they only discovered how they could melt it when they realized how to harness oxygen to make the furnace hot enough. That <gasps> would I'm- be ridiculous. But I'm hot. You are. Your Sticky bottom is, sweet. is- <laughs> By no stretch of the imagination, even if you're saying you're hot is your bottom eighteen hundred degrees Fahrenheit, so You
3: don't know. No, we don't a,
1: know. We don't know. <laughs> fetch me a laser thermometer. Bend over, Morris.
0: <laughs> it's gonna be a long night. I'm out. <laughs> Someone fetch me an onion.
1: I have a title of a story here oh, that good. says Blow for race hate killer Baldy, as judge denies him penis pump and Xbox. A what? He's been denied <laughs> by the judge a penis pump and an Xbox. You have to get something to uh, take away the boredom of lonely nights in prison, right?
0: Oh, race hate
1: murderer Imran Baldy Shahid has had his penis pump and Xbox taken away from him in jail. Naughty. The killer claimed he needed. The sex aid following a bad reaction to Viagra pills, and claimed his Xbox had been taken away, unfairly.
3: Oh. How do they get that in prison?
1: Why does he want that in prison? Would be the question I would be asking. What game
3: is that exactly? What an
1: Xbox! I don't that think the two are the
2: Penis pump. <laughs>
1: There was me hoping I'd get Guitar Hero and I'd get Penis Pump for the Xbox. (laughs) Press the buttons on the end. I can't reach it, man. It's just not mine. It's not mine, baby. It's not my bag, man. No. (laughs) One Penis Pump with Austin Danger Powers with a receipt. It's not mine, man. You're not linking the two together. There's no game on Xbox that requires a penis pump. Says you. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably available on the Wii. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's safe to say he's not a hardened criminal. Oh... The ruling comes month after The Brute launched a civil action against prison bosses. Sheriff Kevin Drummond at Peterhead civil court tossed out the thug's demands but suggested he may be entitled for compensation following the the loss of his Xbox. The 39-year-old claims he has suffered a bout of erectile dysfunction and needed a pump to treat it again in an all-male prison. Who Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? He said he had no choice but to use the pump because the Viagra he was given had serious side effects. Shahid was sentenced for a minimum of 25 years for murder in 2004. So he's got many, many years ahead of him with no Xbox or penis pump. Give him the pump or give him the hump and take it away.
3: Why does he have Viagra in prison?
1: I'm wondering if the Viagra wasn't given to him before he was in prison, which then created medical complications that now require him, when in prison, to now need a pump. I'm wondering again... And, a and an Xbox. Yes, two of his favourite things. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Not whiskers
0: on kittens. <laughs> <laughs> maybe.
1: Mittens. maybe. <laughs> Hang on, where's my wanking mittens? <laughs> 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 They've taken them away as well. It's bad news for Just everyone. Just
2: another reason to go to prison. <sighs>
1: i wonder or if Ryan. i said to him you could only have one of them where he'd fall where would you go at that point because you know you can have hours of fun on xbox
2: and a penis ball <laughs>
1: <bike>. <laughs> michelle what have you got for us tonight in the round of not for your mother
2: a plan to give pensioners wi-fi in a council's care homes has been shelved over fears they might use it to watch porn
1: who cares? Let Who them. Who
2: cares? Let them. I let agree. Them. Yes,
3: let them.
1: Even if the woman in the next bed's got a touch of Parkinson's, that would then come in useful, wouldn't it? Do you see what I'm oh, saying? No, you didn't. Use it to your advantage. Turn a negative into a positive. You
3: stop it. There you go, sweetheart. There
1: you go. Let's get in it. On the money.
2: Perfect. <laughs> the rusty rocking horse. <laughs> No! What is wrong with you? Both of you. I don't know.
3: They never have Zoom on their TV.
1: My mother's mother's gynecologist, she said he had a, a touch of Parkinson's, but she said it wasn't the end of the world. no
3: what's wrong with you you're getting freaking
2: cold i have an affliction
1: do you come in sweetheart you're just the girl i'm looking for should we go on a dating site and look for girls with afflictions
2: elderly residents in 25 care units were to get internet access as part of a drive to encourage them to go online but a Brighton Council boss said that there were worries that the old-age pensioners might access inappropriate material. Like Tinder. <laughs> like porn. <laughs> Straight-up porn. <laughs> Just go to the
1: specialist octogenarian porn section and we'll go mm-hmm.
3: from there. Tinder.
1: I don't know what she's wearing, but it needs ironing.
3: I don't know what this... What? <laughs> wait i've got time (laughs) what's wrong with you i like i
1: like old age creeping over me
3: i'm sorry i'm getting a little britain in my head right now (laughs) i don't want it slapping me in the face
1: you say that now
3: (laughs) here drink this wow that wasn't (laughs) liniment was Mm -hmm. it
1: no that last cup of tea you made me made my bottom sore (laughs)
2: Anne Meadows housing committee chairwoman said there are particular challenges on security and the council's liability when providing access in a communal setting
1: see there's the problem it's in a communal setting so (laughs)
2: yeah you
1: know someone might be enjoying the fruits of their internet search while other people are trying to tuck into their dinner it's going to put you straight off isn't it
2: not least in people accessing illegal or inappropriate material. Like, I gotta say this name, Buzzcock, a volunteer spearheading the Wi-Fi plan said the council was insisting on a far higher level of security than was necessary. The council was yesterday accused of discriminating against the elderly.
1: Let them get Poor on with it. Buggers. What have you got left at that point? Go for it, is what have I said. Have at it. You know? Go yeah, nuts. Just a big puff of dust. Done. <laughs> oh, there's Mr. Johnson again on a wall. <laughs> puff of dust goes across the room.
3: What is wrong with you? Like what? one of those
1: air fresheners that goes off every 20 minutes. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> there was a joke in there about that, wasn't there, Michelle?
1: Heather. What have you got for us finally in the round of Not For Your Mother?
3: Well, my <gasps> Thanksgiving is not complete. Unless I can tell a really fun story about a man who was rushed to hospital after oh, he... Oh, God. After he got a padlock wedged in his bladder.
1: A padlock wedged yeah. in his bladder.
3: No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh? Nope. The 31-year-old, who hasn't been named, surprisingly... Inserted the small lock into his urethra and then pushed it further down (gasps) his penis for sexual pleasure. How How is that? I'm sorry. I don't know. Someone
2: explain to me how that is pleasurable. And how do you cram it in there?
1: Well. I'm not talking from a position of experience. I know we
3: can hide a padlock, but I'm going to ask you how you can hide yours.
2: A small one. Bearing in mind, I (laughs) still think
1: even on the internet, we could be removed.
2: Oh, no, we can't.
1: There are men that would practice the physical arts with other men and over a period of time can, in fact, by placing objects up the urethras, widen the passages enough that you could actually make love to another man's... Urethra. and if you no. ever see <gasps> Are the you serious? photographs of the <gasps> famous um, black and white photographer of the 1980s Mapplethorpe. called Mapplethorpe, Um he's actually taken photographs of that. You can that, go and find those things. That's not
3: possible.
1: I've seen it in an art gallery in the Haywood at the South Bank <laughs> Look of <at> London. You. <laughs> It wasn't what I was I expecting just to see. I
2: just watched the documentary about Maplethorpe, and now that you say yes, that... Yes, I
1: took my dad there thinking it was a nice exhibition.
0: Oh, no.
2: On
1: black and white photography, uh-uh. and uh, my dad got an education. So uh, I've, hey, I've seen things hey, that I never hey, thought hey, I'd hey. ever see. Uh-huh. I, I yes, don't the emphasis on you. Eye. It's no, true. Heather,
2: it's true. I saw it oh. myself.
1: I mean, he took amazing photographs of black and white lilies. He took amazing photographs of, is it, Patty Smith? And then he yes. took photographs of men putting their twig and berries Copulating in.
2: Copulating with other men? Yes,
1: but twig to like, twig.
2: It's very bondage and, like, whips up bums and... There's a lot of
1: cheese graters and potato peelers yeah. taking place as it's well. It's
2: hardcore. <gasps> a lot of it is... For
3: real? Oh, yes. Yeah, oh, my God.
1: He, he died, unfortunately. Yeah.
3: Well, this padlock traveled all the way up to his bladder and it became stuck there.
1: That's a long way up, isn't it?
3: He was taken to Wuzhu City in East China and shocking x-rays showed the padlock jammed actually into his organ. Doctors had to perform various tests to decide whether it was safe to even operate on the patient. When they did, they reported that they had to cut a hole in the man's bladder just to release the lock. So this is That's a Chinese far... man
1: who's got a lock in his bladder. Surely they should be looking for a key.
3: Oh, my God. No, you did not. I hold the lock and you hold the key. There? Oh, no, you did not. <laughs> wow. Really? Both y'all? We're yeah. on fire.
1: What can I say? Whoa.
3: The patient remains in hospital and may suffer lasting damage. You think what one do you And there's someone
1: on the streets currently of Peking, what? Beijing, looking for the Peking. That was the name of Beijing before they changed it.
3: Peking in urethra?
1: That's where I'm going. Mm. <laughs>
0: Nice. <laughs> That's
3: terrible. Anyway, it comes months <laughs> after a 35-year-old man had 15 rusty needles removed from his penis. No!
1: Oh! Wasn't the serial killer Ed Gein having yes. something like that going I, well, on? Well, yeah.
3: I can't remember if it was him. It was yeah, one of the was. serial yeah, killers.
1: Yeah. He, had a lot he of...
3: actually had them jammed into his taint. Did they
1: not like short-circuit the electric chair or something? Or am I just imagining that?
3: Oh, they were, There were so many jammed into the serial killer that they could not get him out. They had to leave him in. They
1: did. This show's gone downhill. Just see how it got away from us that quickly.
3: No,
2: I'm fascinated. I, I'd
3: love to do a podcast on Cereal serial killers. Because no, I know really, he made are...
2: purses and whatnot out of ladies' oh, areas and skin.
1: Nice. What a great way to finish the show. Everyone's well, cheery and happy, aren't they?
3: Well, he inserted them to for sexual gratification.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I can't imagine. Look at <laughs> Yes, uh, moving around on my seat. The ending to a show ever—you could see how Adrian and Nathan were squirming in their yes, seats. Yeah. It's
2: the best ever. Yes, That's it was very interesting pirate. when you
1: said they rammed fifteen needles into his Rusty. taint.
2: Rusty needles in the taint yeah, in, in, like the this.
3: Like this in the gooch, like this
1: <laughs> like these in the gooch. You're done. You're finished. Nope, I got still fifteen. Going. Nice. <gasps> <laughs> Rusty. <laughs> rusty That's the last time we can go to Shopko <laughs> Haberdashery aisle, please
2: Namaste Perfect
0: <laughs> Not Rusty <laughs> Not Rusty
1: I spent 15 years saying Not Rusty <laughs> I spent 20 years saying old men at the end of every prayer I made. All those old men that fought in the First and Second World War, right? Well, good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores. In last place, having to share the K2 meter with the dead battery is Michelle and myself. And we have both scored a reasonable eight, but we've come in last in first place. Despite starting the evening on minus five, oh, God, going goodness. up to the hedonistic heights of a really healthy 13 and winning the $33,000 IR camera and a trip to the Eiffel Tower, is <laughs> the <Heather laughs> Morris. i like to thank the
0: do not fear listener
1: we will be taking all our points away next week at the same time and i would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal strange intriguing bizarre and weird please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my website more questions than answers on facebook with adrian lee you can also join us on soundcloud now where we do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show and around we call not for your mother and remember if you go to patreon.com search for mqta radio we would love for you to donate a single dollar if you're feeling philanthropic. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, to Tom Michelle Corey, Nathan Bush, and all at the International Paranormal Society and Paranormal.net, and all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group, MUFON, Minnesota, and Martins Online Auctions. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening, and remember, be interested and interesting. Good night.